This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, welcome to the fourth episode of the Quotes and Chokes podcast. I'm Nick Angeloni. And I'm Ruth Pogosian. And uh, our guest today here is Drew Dober, top lightweight in the UFC. Um, we're excited to have you, Drew. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So um, you got a fight coming up, right? Um, you fighting? Tell us about it. Uh, I'm about fighting it. Uh, August 25th in Lincoln, Nebraska, against uh, John Super Saiyan Tuck, a okay. tough guy from the Guam Islands. This is Drew's second Guam Island Guamangi. person yeah. on a row. <laughs> Do you have beef with people from Guam? No, apparently <laughs> got a beef with me. But, uh, if we can keep getting fight of the nights, that'd be great. They're hard to put away. Yeah, they are <laughs> tough, huh? Your last one was fight night, huh? Yeah. Nice, that's cool. It's um, kind of ironic that the guy's name is Super Saiyan, or the nickname is Super Saiyan, because Dober is a huge Dragon Ball Z fan. I feel like Super Saiyan is like a self-given nickname. I don't think anyone gave him that nickname. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, doubt, <laughs> I doubt anybody in the gym was like, oh, you look like a Super Saiyan dude. It's cool. My nickname is the Italian Stallion. <laughs> Nobody calls me that. <laughs> but it fits. Yeah. Um, so, uh, how's training been? How's, uh, are you in camp yet? Well, yes and no. I signed the contract. Uh, I got 10 weeks of the fight, so... You know, in other people's standards, I'm not in camp yet, but, you know, I'm always getting better, always in the gym, always trying to improve, so yeah. I feel like I'm in camp right now. Nice. What uh, what changes for you, like, um, what uh, is the main difference when you go from, like, not camp to camp? You know what I mean? Is it volume or... Um, yeah, I think it's just uh, focus on when I'm out of camp, I want to try to improve my game, work on things I'm weak against, or just adding new things to my game. While I'm in camp, I want to work on my strengths, and then obviously, okay. like, conditioning, so that way I can push the pace every minute of the fight right right so yeah. it seems like you don't really change the volume you just change the type of work that you're doing you're you're, you're um, expanding your arsenal when you're not in camp and you're focusing on your right right when you're out of camp, camp I'm adding tools to my tool belt in camp I'm just sharpening the tools I already have okay does that change like depending on who you fight like how much I know a lot of guys differ on how much to focus on 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 you or how much you're focusing on what you're doing for this guy you know what I mean um yeah I think I focus more so on what I'm doing you know I'll, I'll keep an eye out on like what their strengths are what their weaknesses are and try to like put myself in a better position mm-hmm. but ideally all I work, is on, work on is uh, how to improve myself and how to be the best Drew Dober I can be in the cage right because I mean they're gonna be watching film on me and so I just want to be a better version of myself than the videos that they're watching that makes sense and speaking of improvements uh I remember you moved here right about the same time I moved here. It was like four years ago, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Drew was a fun fact. He's a two-time amateur um, world Muay Thai champion. So oh, really? back then, he just looked like a wrestler, but he was uh, <laughs> he was more of a striker. <laughs> That's what I assume, man. <laughs> my, my stout, my cauliflower is camouflage. Yeah. I used to get beat up by wrestlers all the time. <laughs> but nowadays, he's I think his wrestling is coming up to be world-class. Uh, 
Thank you, Aru. You did just smash me for five minutes, so. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I think I injured myself trying to throw him earlier. So. <laughs> well, it was, the, it was the reason actually I moved out here. You know, back home yeah. I was getting some really good traditional Muay Thai, tr traditional Jiu Jitsu, but I couldn't find the wrestling partners. And mm -hmm. so the only way you get good at wrestling is to, you know, put yourself in the deep end. So I came out here and, like, the cats are really cool out here, and plus yeah. the wrestling is fantastic. And so. it was after you fought Tony Sims, right? Yeah. yeah. Right after you came yeah. here, you were like, okay, this, they uh, they know what they're doing here. Yeah, I had my first fight in the UFC um, from Omaha, Nebraska, and literally I had a, a heavy bag and some coaches. I didn't really have teammates. Really? Yeah. All was, the way up to your first fight? Pretty much. So you came out here before or after your first fight? After, after my first fight in the UFC. Okay. It's Did you win that fight? No. Okay. And you're like, all right, I gotta I, I'm step at this my level. game up. I gotta yeah. change some things. Well, the guy was a, a boxer from Texas, and so the game plan was like, all right, it's chestnut checkers. Let's take him down and, and see how his ground game is. And I couldn't, I couldn't take him down. I took the fight two weeks' notice at 170, uh -huh. and so I also didn't really have the athleticism, you know, at, at the 170. Yeah. Um, but like, you can't really, you know, get a double leg just by, you know, practicing double legs on a heavy bag, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how far you've gone with the training that you had. Yeah, um, I think it probably speaks to your Neanderthal DNA. <laughs> Didn't you take a test recently? Uh, <laughs> what did it say? It was eighty-five? No, you were. Yeah, you had more Neanderthal variants than eighty-five percent of the uh, population. population. Yeah, I did the twenty-three and Me ancestry, and uh, turns out I'm more Neanderthal, uh, more Neanderthal variants than majority of the population. I can't just, I can't say I'm surprised. There's <laughs> yeah. a walking Flintstone. <laughs> um. It's funny you were talking about. Uh, I was just telling the story today. You were talking about double legs in the bag. I was somebody was asking about my very first fight, and I did this smoker that I had never trained. And someone was like, "Oh, you want to try cage fighting?" And I was like, 17, I think." So I was like, "Yeah, sure." And the Hulk had just come out with Edward Norton, and there's that scene where <laughs> Hickson's teaching him like a takedown, mm -hmm. and it's like a like a weird like trip from behind, like like grab the legs and kind of flip them over your shoulder kind of thing. And I tried that like over and over again on the bag. I remember telling my friends, like, dude, I swear, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit this. I'm gonna hit this. <laughs> Didn't happen. Though. Yeah, you get in there like, oh man, he's moving a lot more than the heavy bag does. Yeah. <laughs> and he punches back. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, what's uh, why 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 Denver? Because I know, I mean, with wrestling being your, if was wrestling, you were looking for a great place to wrestle, or but that's you know tons of places that have that. Or why why did you end up here? I mean, I, I shopped around. Um, I think uh, Denver like had a bunch of things I was looking for, mm -hmm. one of which I wasn't really trying to get just good at wrestling. I wanted to get great at what I was saying. I want to be proficient at cage fighting. Right. And that's, yeah. you know, jiu-jitsu for cage fighting, MMA, or like striking for cage fighting, wrestling for cage fighting. Mm -hmm. And then what, I mean, I, I saw that other places, like I've been to Extreme Couture, Team Quest, I went to New York and all these places. And uh, none of those pl places had like the talent, but didn't have the camaraderie. And, uh, you know, I fought, like, three guys on Team Elevation. And when I came out here, I still got, that that, that brotherhood camaraderie. Like, yeah. these guys were, like, coaching me through, uh, you know, issues and really helping me out. So, I'm like, not only is there talent, but there's camaraderie. And, of course, of that, mountains are gorgeous. And then high altitude. And, place, yeah, Denver's yeah. just a great place. Honestly, I think Denver is the best place I've ever lived. I lived in Europe, uh, New York, everywhere. And I would say the same, like, I've, uh, out of all the places I've trained, uh, New York, California, all over, i say we're ahead of the curve in the MMA game specifically, the right? MMA, yeah. Like yeah. cage fighting, okay, maybe there's some specialists out there in jiu-jitsu, or maybe there's some specialists out there, uh, maybe in boxing, whatever, but like overall in the MMA game, we're ahead of the curve. 
Yeah, I think so. Cody Donovan is doing amazing things right now with yeah. with uh, ground and pound stuff. Yeah, yeah. And too, our whole I, team. I think dynamically too, it's like no. Uh, I mean, everyone's looking out for everyone. You know, it's like the coaches aren't trying to own the fighters. Mm-hmm. The fighters are like trying to help. Like we're not trying to be better than one another. We're always trying to improve each other. Right. And right. it's like. It's like da- a dynamic that's making us better and uh, making us sore as a as a team. Why Why do you feel like uh, that was actually one of the first things I noticed? Because I have been to before I ended up here, I'd visited a couple really big name gyms, and um, I was just a body. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like nobody gave me the time of day. Everybody went harder on me because you know I was a new guy, or whatever. And then when I came here, like like you, Neil. Um, all, all the guys who were like, I, I feel like, especially, you know, when you came here, you were in the UFC already. I, I was just getting ready for my first pro fight. So, guys that I would normally be like intimidated, like, oh, that guy fights in the UFC or whatever. He's like, that's where I'm trying to get. Uh, most gyms, those guys are not really cool to talk to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At least at first. Um, you, there's kind of a, uh, like an air of, you got to prove yourself before we're cool with you. But here, I feel like everybody... Everybody was immediately like open and cool and talking and helping you. Know, I course. think here we'll try to beat you up, but we'll still try to like help make you, you better. Help you afterwards. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Wait, I, what do you think makes? I, that I, I think I think personalities attract, and so I don't know how long ago it started in like the Denver area, mm-hmm. uh, but I felt like Team Elevation had the guys that understood that you're only as good as your worst guy on, on the mat. Yeah. Right. Your weakest so, link. Yeah. And so it's like we're constantly trying to like. I mean, it's selfish. I'm trying to help other people so that way they can help me, mm-hmm. right? And so I felt like that's what this gym attracted was those type of personalities. And the guys that came in here and, like, was just, like, trying to destroy people, they kind of got ran out. Or they didn't get the coach's attention. Right. And so they were going to, like, different gyms. And, yeah, that's fine. Like, those gyms can hoard all the aggressive and, yeah, egotistical (laughs) fighters. We just want the guys that want to, like, be a part of a team. Right, right. Um, Where do you you, kind of draw that line? Where do you... Uh, when it comes to, I, I feel what I've been trying to learn is uh, there's a time like where the line is of okay I got to help people but then also all right this is my I got to focus too you know mm-hmm. what I mean how do you uh, kind of make that distinction of like when like someone asks you a question or something and you're right in the middle of camp you know and it's like okay I gotta I gotta get tired right now yeah you know what I, I, mean? I think I think it's just like an in camp thing okay you know, once you're in camp. Um, then you just obviously you That's choose the time. people that you can yeah it's, it's your time you can be selfish I don't think you should ever stop trying to help people go ahead no. um, I like personally it's like you perform at your best and I, you don't have to perform like aggressively I don't have to take your head off it's I'm going to basically like slam my technique down your throat type of thing and then you learn to defend it and then you're going to pose problems for me you know so if I'm constantly working mm. this one technique you're going to give me some problems and so then I'm going to have to like edit my technique to the way it will fit any sort of outcome so like like the people that you're applying it on they're eventually going to catch on to it pretty much so like if I and that's kind of how I'm adjusting my training it's like I have this one technique that should work against uh, you know a white belt a black belt a guy bigger than me smaller than me a female you know or <laughs> if I'm yeah, if I'm piss ass tired right <laughs> yeah, it should right. work on everyone yeah. um, so I don't really need to like do it with a 100% perseverance um, I'm very accepting of mistakes like I'm going to do something I'm going to run into a mistake and so I'm going to pretty much not allow but choose my partners that are going to give me these problems mm. you know a real over here is giving me a bunch of problems with the series that I'm working on so I make a mistake I'm eager to accept the mistake and I'm back to the drawing board trying to figure out like what did I do wrong 
And so okay. that's how we can make everyone better. If it's like we're all working like this technique, and so allowing each other to make mistakes. I feel like some problems uh, in other gyms is people, you know, when you're sparring hard and like every round is a fight. Literally, you can't make mistakes. A mistake turns into an injury, turns into a concussion, right? So if we allow just ease up on the perseverance and the aggression and allow each other to make mistakes, now we both of us can improve in one, you know, five minutes. Do, do you, like, occasionally go into practice, though, where it's like, okay, today's a fight. I'm trying to win. No. I Never. mean, that's, that's not a good mentality to have. Okay. For, for anyone. Like, now I'm going to, like, hurt my partners, and then I'm going to be super intense, way too tight, and, like, I'm not going to be able to get in that, that perfect zone, mm. you know? Okay. I think you focus your energy on the task at hand. Like you said, you have yeah. a specific thing you're working on, so you're going to tr- you know, drill the shit out. Well, not drill the shit out. Try the shit out of it until, like, so you see where the mistakes are so you, so you can make the adjustments that you mm. need. That's yeah. your goal. That's interesting. And, I mean, you can definitely, like, push somebody with uh, pace and volume. But that's just, just pace and volume. It's right, like, right. I'm just gonna, not going to give you an inch, and I'm basically just going to play tag with you as fast as possible. Right, right. I don't need to start rocking your head or tugging on your, you know, dislocating your arm and all that stuff. And you just flip, do you, uh, when you go into the fight, are you still in that same zone where it's like, I'm just going to go try my best? Or yeah, like, or I mean, and I only can speak, like, as an individual. I've noticed that, like, in a fight, I actually don't think any more aggressively than I do in training. Right. But because of all the adrenaline, the lights, and everything else, it's like in the fight, your art, your just comes out naturally. Yeah, it just comes out naturally. Yeah. So like I'm just putting myself in the, the the zone, you know, whether I'm in the gym, on the street, in a cage, it's like that perfect zone. Right. Yeah. And for and for me, it's it's fun and relaxed. Like I need to be like I have to fight with a smile on my face. Do you remember my wrestling coach, Sergey? Uh, we, I met him at that. We watched that. Yeah, the McGregor guy. fight, right? Yeah. yeah. That's what he always say before the fights. Is like, root, focus on your task. Like, don't worry about anything else. Don't worry about the people in the crowd. Don't worry about knocking anybody out. Just focus on your job. Like, what you got to do? Yeah, yeah. And just yeah, it becomes it take, makes it so simple. Like, okay, execute this. Mm-hmm. That's it. What kind of stuff do you do? Like on the subject of like mental games, because I think that's such a huge part, right? And root and I, we talk about it all the time like in our private conversations and stuff and um, what kind of do you do you just try to apply your mental game in practice or do you do anything outside of like the physical practice for your mentality like meditation yes meditation. I mean I don't think we have enough time you know in this little podcast oh, really? to really go over everything <laughs> but uh, generally yeah, you just want to be able to put yourself in a positive mindset 100% of the time and the way to do that is, you know, you do it once and you do it twice and you try to turn it into a routine, turn it into a habit, turn it into a lifestyle. And easier said than done. I mean, that's why we actually have to get coaches. We have coaches in boxing to tell us to keep our hands up, coaches in jiu-jitsu to keep our elbows in tight. We should have a mental coach to remind us that, like, hey, you're going to have bad days. Hey, this and that. And it's like, you need to change your mindset. Do you work with somebody? Yeah, I have worked with somebody in the past. Okay. And you just so, kind of took – do you mind me asking? I, was, I worked with somebody local um, – I think it was called Fruition uh, Coaching. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm always look. I, that's we just, we just talking about that. I feel like that's the next thing that I want to add. Oh my Joe. Hmm. Joe. Oh yeah. And then there's a guy at the Resilience Code. Yeah. I work. With, oh yeah. Yeah. I worked with Joe recently, and um, I learned a lot of good things about. Not the Joe that. Uh... No, it's the Resilience Code oh, where okay. we do our strength conditioning. They gotta. Yeah, I mean, I think some of the things we already do, are just kind of over the years you kind of learn from all over but it's good to hear a reminder you know coming yeah. from an expert like okay I'm on the right track I'm I'm uh, like he said positive mindset like 
uh, you just knowing that you're on the right track mm. makes a big difference. Yeah, you, I, I'll catch myself like, you know, not being my best friend. You know, I'll be sitting there and just pretty much going like, man, you did this wrong, you did this wrong, you did this wrong. And I was like, man, if, if I was speaking that way to my best friend, I'd be a horrible friend. So like, why <laughs> speak to yourself that way? Right. You know, and, and today in practice too, like, I was just making mistakes and I was getting frustrated and that frustration <laughs> took me out of the zone. And so then after I was like, oh, no, I, I came in here with the intention of making mistakes. So right. I shouldn't really just beat myself up on the mistakes I was making. It's like I had a learning, like a day of learning today. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, we'll use that. And so like... Um, I always relate it to with, with like mental coaching. You've seen like fat nutritionists, right? It's yeah. Like they have the knowledge, right. but like they're just not using it. Right. So I feel like you know fighters are the same. Like we have the knowledge of like thinking positive, you know, acting positive, Some but of no one's reminding us. Right, right, and right. And so like we like to you know, apply it. Yeah, yeah, you have to apply it. Uh-huh. So you're trying to like, I- I'm just seeing if I if I'm understanding what you're saying. So. You're saying like being positive all the time, right? So like the the mindset that would allow you to perform best in your fight, that's theoretically right where you're going to perform best throughout your day. So you're just always practicing yeah, being yeah, that mindset? Positivity. I mean, you can like Buddhist proverbs or those little memes. It's like today I choose happiness. Um, I think the one that stuck with me, it's like... Live, left, love. Yeah, pretty much all that stuff. Uh, it was like, uh, um, you know, you, you know, flip the coin, right? Every every situation has a positive, negative way of thinking about it, right? So, like, okay. I make a mistake today, you know? I, I took him down. So, it's like, I can even relate it to, this is what's happening in the fight. I'm going to lose this fight. I lost this round, this, that. Mm. Or it's like, all right, I made the mistake. How am I going to get better? Or did I get up? Or did I, did I you know, get taken down in a good position? You know, it's it, there's definitely positive ways of thinking about things and negative ways of thinking about things. Uh, for example, my last fight, um, the guy took me down with this beautiful throw. After the throw, I you know went to my game, got right back to my feet, got back into a new, neutral position. But I dwelled on the fact that he took me down, mm-hmm. and it and it took me off my game. So I got like like extreme tunnel vision, and like Don't I didn't perform down, right? the way as much. Uh, I didn't perform it like, as well as I wanted to, mm-hmm. just because I, I I created that tunnel vision from just a negative mindset. My old boxing coach used to always say that a good boxer has a bad memory. Like yeah. whenever you get mm-hmm. hit, you gotta forget that real quick and move yeah. on to the next one. If you stand there dwelling on it, you gotta get hit more. You, you've told me that before. I remember you telling me that once in the past. You're like champions have uh, have short memories. Short right? memories, yeah. 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 Oh, you said that too. <clears throat> yeah. You told me that a long time ago at Muscle Farm. Um, yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember you. We had this conversation a while ago when we were talking about Neil, and you were saying you watched him. He was like wrestling or something. You saw him get taken down a bunch of times. And you're like, how was the, how how'd you feel today? He's like, great, felt good. You know, it's just kind of like putting that. Yeah, and I was just thinking to myself, like, how did you think today, like, felt good? I, I watched you. You didn't do it. You didn't do well. <laughs> but I was like, that was the thing. It's like, and it's something I've been working on. It's you're coming into the, this gym to make mistakes. And when mistakes happen, then you're successful. But you still address those mistakes, right? You still, like, you put in a positive mindset, but you still have, like, okay, I didn't, I, I didn't, I got taken down. I didn't, I don't want to get taken down. Or... Right. But this is how I can move yeah, it's forward. Not, this, That's that growth This was an idea, but, you know, this is actually why we're coming here to practice. Right, right. Right? I'm not in a fight today. So, yeah. like, if I get taken down in a fight, then I can beat myself about, you know, beat myself up about it. But, uh, you know, if I get taken down in the gym, then it's like, all right, what did I do wrong? How are we going to improve on this? Uh-huh. Hmm. That's the difference between that fixed and growth mindset. Yeah. Right, right. So, like, that's what we was talking about, learning. I came here to learn. You know, you got taken down. What adjustments do I got to make not to get taken down like that again? 
Mm, okay, nice. Yeah. Hey, and just to let you know, too, I, we didn't talk about this before we started, but we usually um, run about 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. If you have anywhere to go or oh. something, just let me know. Okay. I don't have a life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is it, man. This is the life. Um, but, I mean, to, to continue on, like, this, this positive mindset, I feel like we talked around, like, it was only in the gym, but, like, outside the gym as well. It's hmm. like trying to keep that positive mindset of if you're not feeling well um, or if you wake up with like, like anxiety or putting too much pressure on yourself or just in general, just like focusing on like your blessings, thinking positively. And then just like uh, one, one of the things outside the gym I'm working on is being in the moment. Right? Like mm-hmm. I can't make a um, a training decision from three to five because that's like my nap period where I'm just like shutting my body off. Okay. And like, I don't want to train at all. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm going to train in the evening, you know, then it's like at three to five, I'm not even going to think about it. I'm just going to worry about the task at hand. Which and then after happening. like five o'clock where I'm, you know, I should, you know, get ready yeah. to go to training, uh-huh. then I'll make a decision. Hmm. It's like being in the moment and then staying positive in and outside the gym. So that way, when it becomes a routine and it becomes a habit, it's a lot easier to practice come fight day. Come hmm. fight time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's why the military guys have such a strong routine going. So like in the midst of chaos, they could stay organized and they just know what they're supposed to do they know what the task at hand is and they just got to execute makes things simple yeah each person do their job yeah it's funny when you say these things like i'm like man i kind of do these things too like it like like we talked about with the sports psychologist saying these things it kind of reaffirms what you already believe but hearing it from a teammate who's already uh successful and like on on the path that you want to be on like reaffirms what you already believed you know yeah makes you Makes you realize you're on the right path. Do you do any meditation for like practicing presence? Yeah, I have. Yeah. I have. But I think like meditation is is always like you can meditate while walking, meditate while driving. You can do the full on breathing meditation at your house. Just practice being present, yeah. right? Yeah. I I always say that fighting is like is an act of meditation. Yeah. You know, like it's uh when you're in the zone. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Because it's just no time to. That, I, that's to me. That's one of the most things I enjoy about it the most. Is like because there's you're, you're like unable to worry about your bills or like you know whatever it is you know. Ah, uh, sometimes you're, you do that. You pay. Sometimes for you it. do. And you get you beat pay up. for yeah. it bad when you do. <laughs> yeah, but if yeah. you're having like a good day in practice, it's like you're focusing on the task in front of you. Mm-hmm. You're asking questions. You're learning. And you're really not thinking about anything else. And then like you're like you were talking earlier about like in a fight just staying focused on like what you need to do being at the task at hand I've been in fights where like I was so worried about, or I was so obsessed with the things I need to do and the things to progress me towards winning that I completely forgot I was tired it wasn't until after the third bell that I was like oh my god I was so I'm tired exhausted. Yeah. But, like in the fight I, I didn't register it because I was only thinking about like the things I, I needed to do mm. I was telling a route uh, after this is like two, two fights ago um, my do, you, do your parents come to your fights or mm-hmm. your family come to your yeah. fights? Um, for me, like, you can hear your mom over anything, you know, because yeah. you're just used to her voice. And, like, I would get in the fight and, like, if I was momentarily in a bad position, I could hear my mom, like, panic in the crowd. Like, get up, get up. And it, it, like, takes me. I had to have a talk with her. I'm like, listen, even if you're scared, I need you to calm it down because it throws me off. It breaks my focus. Thank you know? God I've never heard my mom in a oh, fight. Really? Yeah. yeah. I think she knows better. I think she just stays quiet. My mom is so loud. Exactly. Like, like my mom's the type of person that, like, she's incredibly motivating. Mm. Like, I'll hear her, like, just, like, yelling, like, throw a combination. 
patience. Keep your hands up. Like she knows what the hell she's talking about. Really? That's the tight. thing I hear the most <laughs> my mom. is my yeah. mom can't yell. So she does like this weird like mating call. What are you doing? Like every fight I hear it. I was like, yep, that's my mom. She's in the audience. <laughs> that's funny. Um, there, I had this, uh, I actually had two instances with my mom. One was in uh, a jiu-jitsu tournament and uh, my mom, she always yells useless things. <laughs> like, be strong. Hold on to them. Yeah. <laughs> and, you can uh, do it. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Yeah. Do it. Do what? Stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there was one tournament where I heard her going like, uh, like, I'm in half guard. She goes, all right, get the lockdown. All right, underhook, get to your side. I'm going, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. so Somebody get mom a blue belt. There, yeah, I get up, and there was a guy, like, whispering behind her. Oh. <laughs> like, telling her. That's tight. Yeah. But oh, there, was a, there was another instance where, so my, I, I think it was the first fight that I ever lost, and my mom, you know, like, there's, like, the levels to the seating, and you got to get past, like, the ushers to get to each, like, ticket upgrade yeah. zone, you know? Somehow, my mom got through all of those and then through the security pit, and she was on the cage. <laughs> <laughs> like, screaming in my corner. I'm like, dude, shut the- I gotta focus. Get, get, get my mom out. Yeah. Where did security go? Someone get her. <laughs> Sadly enough, that happened to me, too. Oh, did it really? My mom ended up cage side. <laughs> How'd you get past security? Like, I just told him I was your mom. I was like, that shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, <laughs> for real. That's, that should not be allowed. That's a hampers for sure. <laughs> I remember my third fight. It was after my first loss ever. Uh, my third pro fight after. Like, I lost my second fight, and then this was the fight after. Oh, okay. It was my comeback fight. And the guy, like, on the picture, on the poster, he looked pretty jacked. Tattoos looked pretty scary. And I remember, like, they were all... Uh, I won that fight first round, like uh, 50 seconds. Mm-hmm. But uh, on the way there, like they were my, both my parents, they were sending me off like to a funeral. They were like <laughs> all sad for me. Like my mom gave me this long hug. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she was prepared. <laughs> like, <laughs> were you saying you had to comfort them, right? Because yeah, I was like, look, don't worry, it's gonna be good. Goodbye, Aru. Goodbye. So, um, what got you into fighting to to start with? Ah uh, man, there's the there's the short answer and then there's the long answer. Long answer. Short. Well, the short I usually tell people I can't run, dunce, uh, I can't run, jump, or catch a ball. Okay. <laughs> so fighting was the only thing I could do. The long one, I was just like a nerd. So you know, superheroes, Japanese anime, kung fu films. Mm. I wanted to join martial arts. Joined it. Found out real quick I was decent at it, and so I was the kid that did taekwondo and never quit. So okay. now I'm just fighting people in cages. Huge. Taekwondo's what you started with, huh? Huh? Taekwondo's what yeah, you started with. Yeah. Huh? Black belt in taekwondo. Oh, me too, dog. Really? I didn't know that. Huh? Uh, huge Dragon Ball Z fan. Yeah, yeah. I also heard you were an avid uh, Pokemon. Collector. Yes, him yep. and Max Mandarsky yep. both like when the <laughs> Pokemon's were. Yeah, I mean, as, if if you were like beating someone up in high school or middle school for something, I usually I, I did it. So like, yeah, I was. Oh, just, you were you were whole, doing the things. That yeah, I did like the full yeah. on like paper and dice Dungeons and Dragons. Did you? Yeah, I was a full nah, on. Nerd. That's funny, man. Yeah. It's it's funny how uh, people have a like a preconceived notion of what like MMA fighters are like, you know. Uh-huh. And my my wife always tells me she's married to two people, you know. Because there's, like, the me that's in the cage, which I'm still, like, I'm pretty relaxed, but I'm serious, and I'm trying to hurt somebody, you know? Uh-huh. And then there's the me that, like, that, like, used to go out and collect Pokemon, and, like, you know, like... <laughs> Never did get, that shit. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> he, 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 he doesn't admit it, but... <laughs> I remember when that came out, like, my... It's always an ongoing, like, kind of argument with my wife and I, where, like, uh, neither of us want to take the dogs out. Because we got three dogs, and we live on the second floor, you know? And then uh, when the Pokemon thing came out, I was like, babe, I got it. I'm going to take them For out. For real? You were catching them too? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you nerd. 
Um, so what's the uh, what's the long story? I, I guess how did you make that transition to want to go like full time? Uh, did you compete in Taekwondo? Yeah. Oh yeah. So I did like that point sparring and like the katas and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I was like thirteen. Um, but like it happened real quick. Um, I I guess there was like this uh, cardio kickboxing like after like my little you know youth martial arts class. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like. I stuck around and then did that, and then after that class, I saw these like these tattooed men walking in with some geese on. So I was mm. like, "Oh, what are they doing?" Like, "Oh, they're doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu." I was like, "I want to do that too." Yeah. So I just joined that class. And so I was like 13, learning Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and then I saw my first cage fight, which was Jeremy Horn versus Frank Shamrock. Oh, Come okay. to find out that Jeremy Horn was one of the uh, training partners in this like this little Taekwondo gym that I was at. Oh, really? So finally, I was like, "Yeah, that's what I want to do. I'm going to give it a shot." And this was in Lincoln. Yeah, uh, really. Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha. Yeah. Didn't realize he was in Omaha. Yeah. Jeremy Horn. Oh, yeah. shit. And so, and then finally, I was like, "All right, so I need to take a step up." So I found an MMA gym when I was 14, hmm. and just walked in, walked in there, and that was when I trained with Jake and Joe Ellenberger, Ryan Jason. Uh, uh, Ryan Jensen, Jason Brills, Chad Reiner, mm. all these like that was UFC fighters. Yeah, Ryan Roberts. You were training with these guys as a fourteen-year-old. Yep, yep. So they called me like the little minion. So any guy, <laughs> any person that came in wanting to do MMA, they had me spar him first. Oh yeah, then, <laughs> get yeah, through you, you first. Were you roughly the same height as you are now? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I probably grew like an inch or two. You just kind of grow outward. <laughs> yeah, yeah that was a lot smaller. I was walking around like 150 pounds. Yeah. So, but I was still in high school, and then yeah, then things escalated. And then, like, I was trying to find kickboxing fights, joined wrestling, so I wrestled my junior, senior year in high school, and then, yeah, I started fighting while I was 17. How old were you when you turned pro? So, uh, 20. I turned pro when I was 20. 20. Yeah. I, I, I held off because, uh, you know, if you turn pro in MMA, you have to turn pro in Muay Thai. And oh, okay. professional Thai fighters have, like, over 50 fights. Right, right. So I just wanted to, like, take my time. So I was, I was, I was debating which one I wanted to do, Muay Thai or, or MMA. Mm. I always say now that I wish that I did amateur kickboxing before I turned pro in MMA because I did a ton of jiu-jitsu and now when I fight I have much more like under fire confidence in my jiu-jitsu than I do striking because like I can still strike but it's not my go-to I have confidence in it but it's not my comfort zone like when things go wrong I'm not trying to get back to my feet I'm trying to get to the clinch you know yeah um because I've been under fire and been under pressure whereas like and I'm like I wish that I competed in Muay Thai so that I could have that like I've tried and tested yeah I I feel like yeah people can you know need to be put in a storm that's why I think a lot of people or even like professional MMA fighters they can do smokers you know smokers Mm. are are pretty leap because there's no winner in a smoker yeah there's no winner or loser and so literally it's just a glorified sparring match at that though I would feel bad now like I feel like I'm I'm at least good enough I'm past that point where I don't want to have a fight with someone you think that until some guy beats your ass in a smoker Aren't they, aren't they usually like brand new people though? No, they, they put they put you in the same record. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. No. My first smoker, I was 16. Yeah. And I literally thought, so it was like my 16th birthday. It was my birthday and I come into the gym just to get some work in mm-hmm. um, before, you know, I celebrated or whatever. And they're like, yeah, you know, get in the van. We're going to do a smoker. And of course, my thought was like, mm, some barbecue. I'm, yeah, I'm <laughs> go to this gym and then realize these guys were trying to beat my ass. You know? <laughs> so like, I'm doing a smoker and, you know, it wasn't until like halfway into the round that I realized we we're doing full contact. Oh, really? <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, this and is a fun. Oh, that's funny. Um, so, uh, what, yeah, I feel like I'm hogging the questions because I'm, I'm like asking all these things that I'm actually interested in. Like, so well, I'm interested in the questions you're asking too. I'm like, I'm listening. Yeah. Um, so, so, 
what train what adjustments in your training have you made like the last year or so last year, last year was uh um just learning what i can control and then accepting the things that i can't i guess like the serenity prayer pretty much uh -huh. i don't know what the serenity prayer is uh, but grab me the serenity the same thing, to yeah. accept the things i cannot change the courage to change the things i can and the wisdom to know the difference yeah. But yeah. now it's just in, in just of saying it, like putting it in practice, and just like just really just understanding and, and learning. It's uh, last year I kind of picked up uh, a nutritionist. Just you know, I had the knowledge of you know nutrition, but it just wasn't working out. So I was like, all right, so I, I may not have complete control over that uh, mentally. You know, I had a fight and I but went. What in. wasn't working out? The My nutrition. nutrition. Yeah, mm. nutrition and weight cut. So After like, this, was, once you got the nutritionist, it wasn't still wasn't working. Are you saying no? Before, that's before why I admitted it. that like I may not have complete control that I thought I did. Okay, so like oh, I got this taken care. You realized his limitations. So I, yeah, so yeah. I hired somebody, and then same thing with a mental coach. Like maybe you know, I'm. Do you work with? Do you work with George Lockhart? Yeah, I work with George Lockhart. Okay. And so after hiring him, I had the, the easiest weight cut of my life. Yeah. So I did not know what I was doing. Which is a relative term. Easiest weight cut yeah. of my life. I mean, weight yeah. cut sucks. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah like, it's never no matter fun. who you are, but. Yeah. I, it, well, it didn't suck as bad. Yeah. Is it weird with uh, when you work with someone that's that 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 um, someone that has that many UFC clients? You, you ever have you ever fought somebody who he's helping both of you? Yep. Is, yep. is that ever like? Um, like if it was like a like a skills coach, and that's weird. Yeah. But if it's a nutritionist, then it's just like and as long as we're both making weight. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I mean, he's gonna eat food regardless. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Speaking yeah. of food, like, what's your diet like today? You told me you don't even look at carbs. Uh, I mean, yeah, my, most of my carbs Unless come from like fruit, like, right? Fruit and vegetables, you know. And then on occasion, I'll do like a starch, like like rice, potatoes, or whatever. But hmm. once in a while. Yeah. When you feel depleted? Yeah, I guess my I guess my diet is, I mean, people are paleo, paleo or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like I do, a, you know, a protein, fat, foods. and carbs. And my carbs usually are fruit and vegetables. Hmm. I, I think that's the way to go, honestly. Like, it's just nutrients from earth. Yeah. Like, it's, it comes from the ground. Ve vegetables, fruit, meat, like yeah. whatever. You can't go wrong with that. If, yeah. I, if I don't get sweet potatoes or like, uh, like a dense uh, a complex carb... I would die. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all body type, too. Like, yeah. you can't really market one diet for everyone. Yeah. And so, like, I found that I don't need to. Like, you what know, whether, whether I have, like, oatmeal or a sweet potato or yeah. not, like, it's not a huge difference. The carbs don't make body. that big of a difference yeah. for you. Yeah. Did you feel a po positive difference in your performance or just a positive difference in your weight cut? Uh, in the weight cut. Yeah. Like, Performance-wise, you know, I feel the same. Same. You know? But, like, the weight cut was tremendous just because, like, the, the quality of foods that I was eating, like, supplied me with the energy to make the weight cut. And so, usually, right. like, I used to do, like, the bodybuilding where I was just, like, fish and asparagus. Yeah. And I felt, like, like horrible, you know, during that week. Mm -hmm. But, like, now with Lockhart, you know, I'm, I'm getting adequate nutrition during the week. My weight is actually steadily dropping. And I still have the energy to, like, walk around. run, walk, sweat, yeah. or whatever I want to do. And so, like, I woke up only four pounds over. And mm -hmm. I was like, wow, like, this is the easiest thing ever. Really? Yeah. Usually yeah. I, woke, I used to wake up like 10 over. And you're somebody that like, when I look at you, like I'm shocked at the weight class that you fight at. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's, that's, that's impressive that you're able to have such a comf like, relatively comfortable weight cut. Mm -hmm. I, I remember the first time someone helped me with my nutrition, I remember thinking like, oh, I always thought that you were supposed to feel like shit. Yeah. Like when you're cutting away, like like if you like how you feel, like oh terrible, but you know that's how it is, you know. Yeah. And I and then someone helped me. I'm like, oh man, I I can go train right now. Like I don't feel like uh, I don't have to get my ass kicked because I'm out of energy and stuff. Um, 
So what was the in that was that kind of the main uh, difference was the carbs so the main change that you um, made working with him or yeah or and then also like you know doing the whole bodybuilding diet thing I was like I was eating like excessive amount of protein mm-hmm. like my body didn't need all that protein protein so like yeah I just felt like stunk and protein felt like parts. shit <laughs> <laughs> I smelt them yeah. I almost passed out once <laughs> don't worry. that's funny biological warfare I almost, I almost passed out earlier today in strength conditioning Capel farted I was like we're, he's doing push ups and he let one out I was like oh my god I can't do this that's why it's so hard to date an athlete yeah <laughs> what about um, dairy do you do dairy um, and I was actually just more per, uh, preference. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of dairy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me neither. Oh, I you mean like just by dairy. taste? Uh, yeah, I mean, I just didn't really, really? need for it. Cheese? Yeah. You don't like cheese? Oh, no, I love cheese. Oh, but dairy. That's dairy. So, Best thing yeah, in the but world. It, like, it's not cut out of my diet, but like a cheese would be cheating. So, like, oh, for or, like a refeed. So, like, if I give myself like a cheat, then I'll like do like starchy carbs or like dairy. Hmm. But, like, consistently, like Monday through Friday or like 90% of the time, yeah. I just do like almond milk or like vegan cheese or something yeah. stupid. Dude, Pyology and Blaze Pizza, um, they have a vegan cheese option. Don't lie. This it's, is, it's, this okay, it's not as good, but I'd give it a 9 out of 10. Like, I mean, 10, being, 10 being standard cheese. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's my explanation like when people try to like sell diet food. It's just like, oh man, it, it's... People are like, ew, it doesn't taste like real cheese. I'm like, yeah, if you compare it to the real thing, yeah. no, it's not as good. Yeah. But if you compare it to the nothing that I was doing before... You just got to lower your yeah. expectations. It's like, compared it's like to pro- air. Like protein donuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ew, it's not a donut. I'm like, no, I'm not trying to be... I'm, it's better than broccoli. Yeah. It's like, it's like, <laughs> if you compare it to broccoli, everything is great. Yeah, so... <laughs> Especially um, when you get the little chocolate part yeah. of protein donuts. It's like, it almost tastes like chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I uh, <laughs> I try to allow myself dairy twice. I'll have like a little bit of dairy twice a week. Yeah. And uh, is that why you don't become like lactose? You know. What's that? Is that, is that so you, you don't become lactose, lactose sensitive. Uh, I I am slightly lactose sensitive. Like I I realized that when I would eat dairy, like I would just get a little bit of phlegm. Yeah. And and uh, I I didn't necessarily feel the difference at the time. But if you're getting phlegm, that's your body like turning on your like your inflammatory systems and mm-hmm. stuff, you know. So like, um, and then when I cut it out, it was more like it was like, oh, I never re- like I've been feeling like shit every day. I just didn't notice because it was every day. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, there was there was no crash because I ate cheese, you know, like in every meal. And then yeah. when I cut it out, I was like, well, that's how good that I can feel. I just didn't even know. I just didn't know where my ceiling was. You know what I mean? Nah, I think it's just a mindset. This guy. <laughs> you believe you got to feel like shit, you got to feel like shit. <laughs> Lactose intolerance is a mindset. <laughs> um, so, uh, hey, so, go ahead. Yeah, you're right. right. Um, do you read? Yes. Yeah. What's a book that's, that's made a big impact in your life and one of your favorite books that you would recommend to our listeners so most of the time I read like science fiction I was going to say other than science fiction <laughs> just, like, yeah. so like, like, I make those recommendations it's not going to change your life it's just entertain well, you tell, give me a science fiction recommendation first uh, the most recent one the book I read was uh, Ready Player One which actually just I came out with that. a, a movie? movie yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ready Player One um, but yeah like just read I used to like read a bunch of Star Wars just like just typical nerd books but as far as like motivational, um, like the mind gym is really good. I, I just that. finished that. Listening yeah. to it. Did you good. get that off of? Did Did you hear that on Joe Rogan's podcast? No. 
okay. I, I literally just lived in bar, like a Barnes and Nobles. Oh, so really? I, I just like walk around and grab books and just start reading them and stuff like that. Oh, nice. <laughs> so yeah, sports psychology, like there was a little section, so I just grabbed a couple books from there. Huh. Mine um, was good. And then as far as like <clears throat> like metaphorical motivation, uh, like Paul Paulo Coelho, Paulo yeah. Coelho the Alchemist. Yeah. Yeah. Or, Alchemist is my shit. I love Alchemist. Or the like Warrior of the Light stone. is pretty good too. It's like a, like a never is that also that the same same guy Paulo Coelho. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of like this, like peaceful warrior type, like type of code. It's like how the down. warrior of the light like lives his life. Yeah, like and it's like a bunch of like little, um, just like proverbs or like one page is a lesson, mm. and so like each page is like a different lesson or something like that. So it's like a super easy read, yeah. but it's just like oh cool, like I mean it's kind of mind opening considering that we're fighters, yeah, and we all want to be good people. So this is just like <coughs> speak for yourself. Two out of three. <laughs> I guess two out of three is good. Well. Um, you know, I find it interesting. Let me know what you think about this because um, the main thing that I, the reason I started reading. Um, is you know as fighters we're kind of always trying to minimize like the the negative impacts on our brain you yeah know? and I felt a significant increase like in my sharpness just from picking up reading just because I'm using my brain like we use our brain to learn in here but once you kind of understand like basic concepts it's not like deep thinking it's not like you're like really trying to figure something out you know yeah um and and I, I feel like um especially having met a lot of fighters you're you're still really sharp you know for oh, I appreciate it yeah you know, well I mean oh, again God. <laughs> again you know it's better than broccoli right? like, you're smarter than most fighters <laughs> yeah. True. Um, but no, no I, don't, I mean that you just even on a general standard of people like you're, you're pretty sharp so do you feel like do you feel like uh, reading helped like combat like kind of some of those negative effects like I think like- so. Um, I mean, I used reading for like a different reason. Uh, I think another thing on top of always trying to grow like mentally and physically is also just treating your body with respect. Like, you know, it's like if you get a concussion, acknowledge you got a concussion mm-hmm. and like treat it properly. Injuries, like bad sleep, poor diet, like you just, yeah. you know, figure out like, you know, you treat your body with respect. If you're not doing it, then make an adjustment. And so I think a lot of fighters and athletes or even people in general just like, ignore symptoms and just keep on keeping on mm-hmm. and there's just it compounds it's like having the car and not taking it for an oil change yeah. or just like general maintenance not taking care of it yeah. yeah yeah I've done that before and like I've learned my lesson from it mm-hmm. um, alright well we're about getting to getting our time cap so uh, how can people like keep up with you follow you like what's social, social media, media tags are just Drew Dober like all across the board Twitter Instagram, no underscores, Facebook. nothing. No, just Drew, Drew Dober. Dober. Cool. Yep. Drew Dober. Yeah. Man, I would think that there was more Drew Dobers. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, was able, I was to able that? to snag it first. <laughs> <laughs> I even got the DrewDober.com. Oh, Did yeah. You really? But, I mean, no one goes to websites anymore. Yeah, so. that's a dying thing. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Uh, so I had the do- domain and I didn't really need it anymore. Huh. Um, all right, so that's pretty simple. Um, so August 25th is my fight. Yeah. And it's a. Uh, Fox Sports 1, I believe. Okay. So it's going to be on basic cable. Do you know where you're at in the card? I don't know yet. Oh, okay. Um, it's like I'm fighting in pretty much in my hometown. I would so imagine it'd be on the main card. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how far is uh, Lincoln from Omaha? Uh, it's like 45 minutes. Oh, that's right there. Yeah. yeah. So we'll go see him live if you can. If not, tune in to Fox Sports 1, Fox Sports 1 uh, August 25th. August 25th. Nice. Uh, if you want to uh, follow the podcast, you can go to iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. Um, 
and pretty much anywhere you can get your podcast. Look up Quotes and Chokes. Uh, you can follow us, follow the podcast on Facebook at Quotes and Chokes. You can follow me uh, on Instagram at Nick Angeloni one five five, or find me on Facebook Nick the Italian Stallion Angeloni, and then the root. So you can follow me on uh, Instagram Prime underscore Time nine 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 nine. Yeah, that's it. Cool.